minus 30 seconds. T minus 20 seconds. You are now tapped into the coolest reptile podcast in the world. Welcome to Trap Talk Reptile Podcast, episode 369, Monday nights. New brain on the block series, but a little different. But always switch things up. It's my channel. You know what I mean? But guys, what is good? Hope everyone's doing wonderful out there. A little bit of a sad day, but yet it's a beautiful day. Rest in peace, PB Herman. Damn. Moment in silence for PB. If you guys don't mind, PB and I go back way back two two way back so before we get going i want to play one thing and then we'll get into things so please <laughs> oh my god i'm sorry that's the most epic <laughs> Oh my god, whoops, sorry about that. Oh my god. Rest in peace, Pee Wee Herman. You're my boy Blue. Wish I would have got to meet Pee Wee, man, but no, I didn't. Guys, what is good? I'm your boy MJ. This is your first time tapping in. Do your boy a favor. Smash that like button. Do that for me right now. Um, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and then when you see all select all, you'll be a part of every single piece of content I drop here on this channel. Hey, if you're into keeping reptiles, breeding, admiring. Uh, just overall keeping, whatever, man, all the above. This is the channel to be at. We talk about it all related to reptiles, and it's nonstop knowledge coming right at you from some of the best in the industry. So just want to say thank you for all the love and support. If you listen to me on the other audio platforms, the major platforms, Buzzsprout, Apple, Spotify, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to those. Um, drop a comment. Give me, give me some feedback on all the audio platforms, if you don't mind. Greatly appreciated. Shout out to the early birds. I see you guys before we get into things. Um, if you're looking for exclusive content, uh, if you're looking for next level type reptile community building type shit, do me a favor, go down to the very first link in the description below. Come meet all the trappers, join the trap talk, Patreon family. As soon as you join the Patreon family, you will get a link to a discord and then you will get a link depending on what tier you join to the Instagram, uh, group chat, which is just nonstop 24 seven fun going back and forth about anything. I mean, it's so great. So awesome. Love seeing all my Patreon members grow. Uh, we've been at it for a while now. So I just want to say thank you for the bottom of my heart, man. Especially you, uh, you, you, you long, you, you, you long lifers of mine, man. You guys are just amazing. I'm honestly blessed to have you guys. Um, but seriously, if you want that growth, if you want to come into this game, knowing the right people, trap talk, Patreon family all day, every day. Um, also don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Okay, a couple of things you could do also. So you could scan that QR code right there and that will tap you into all my social media platforms, my Instagram, my other YouTube channel, The Trap Vlogs, which I'm finally recording a vlog for this Friday. Stoked, got a new species coming in. Oh my God, can anybody guess what it is? If you say ball pythons, I'm gonna be pissed. No, I am so stoked. 
whoever gets it right in the comment section, I'll send you some trap talk merch. I'm not even joking. If you could guess what I'm getting and what I'm going to be, uh, basically showing off Friday, my first vlog in like two months, Jesus, but I'm ready. I'm ready to rock and roll, especially my boy. Okay. Which can I just say who, uh, today's episode is brought to you by my boy, Miguel Garcia, always evolving pythons, always taking shit to the next level. Listen, do me a favor, go to his YouTube. He's back on YouTube. He also took like a little bit of a break due to some of his, um, you know, life, life happens, right? But he catches everybody up on his YouTube. So if you want to see what's been going on with Miguel Garcia, AKA uh, the sponsor, always evolving pythons, my dog, go over to his YouTube channel, check it out, catch up. My boy's back. He's also gonna be pumping out two vlogs a week. Like he's been doing, uh, prior to his break. So Miguel, thank you so much for your love and support. Uh, he also has his season just cracking off right now too. So go follow his morph market. Go be on top of all the ball Python stuff that he's going to be putting out. Relevant, super top-notch heat from all, always evolving Pythons, and that's a fact. Appreciate you so much, Miguel. Um, also, tonight's episode is brought to you by Freedom Breeder, number one stainless steel rack in the game since the 90s. All right? Shout out to all my breeders out there using Freedom Breeder. Pat yourself on the back. Professional level of reptile breeding and rodent breeding. This is it. Appreciate you so much, Jesse. Appreciate the entire Freedom Breeder crew. You guys are amazing. And uh, yeah, appreciate the sponsors. Uh, you guys are awesome. All my sponsors are amazing. Who's ready for next week, though? Woo! Reptile Super Show, the best show in the country. It's going down. Pomona. Everyone talks about Pomona. Well, I know a lot of people roll into Pomona Reptile Super Show, and they're bringing heat. They got stuff to show off, man. Let me know if you're going to be going to Pomona. All right? Again, you could catch your boy, MJ and the trap talk booth with aside me also vending my boy matthew summers god bless whatever he does nowadays but i do know he's vending and i'm stoked to see my man uh with this setup so you can catch us both there you can catch me live in action trap talk reptile podcast episode happening at the reptile super show so if you want to see what that's all about and see how that goes down then go come check me out tony you don't want to miss it it's going to be a great time um so shout out to Rami, shout out to the Reptile Super Show, shout out to anyone who contributes and works towards Reptile Super Show. Shout out to you if you go to the Reptile Super Show and then do what? Go to the Reptile, uh, the Reptile, go to the U.S. Ark Auction because that's where everything goes down after a Reptile Super Show. So much fun. Um, also, I do want to give props where props need to be uh, given and that's to the NARBC Schomburg. I heard NARBC Schomburg raised over 50K at the auction. So that's hella respectable, hella sick. Congratulations on uh, such a great auction over at Schomburg. And if you contribute to that, AKA, I heard Darian contribute over like 11,000 to that. Did you go to Schomburg and did you see Darian? Darian was at Schomburg, man. I, I, you know, he let me know and I was like, give him props. I'll say, hey, I think the best thing you can do is show your face at shows for sure. Let people know that I'm here. Cause I got, you know, I, I definitely remember seeing John all the time at shows. I like, I like John. I, I mean, like Darren, I'm saying I love John was awesome. John was just a, uh, you know, what a guy. But I'm just saying, cool, cool stuff. If you got to see Darian, that's awesome. But I guess yeah, Darian stole the show at the U.S. Arc, from what I've heard, and spent hella money. So um, <clears throat> let's see if we can match that. Let's see if I, let's see if Pomona U.S. Arc could top that shit. Looking forward to it. Anyways, Reptile Super Show cannot wait. Next week it's going to be going down. All right. Um, early birds. Who's here? Who's ready to rock and roll? I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm excited for tonight's episode. Um, if you all are in the live chats tonight, if you think tonight's episode is worthy of any super chats, if you have an important like 
topic or a question or if you think we're skipping something you're like damn it these fools are avoiding this 99 cent don't matter drop anything and i will prioritize that question i will prioritize that comment whatever you got to say with the super chat much love and respect appreciate all love and support you guys are amazing early birds who's here he's ready to rock and roll my boy look at this first first here to rock my boy big mike 1776 exotics we got to talk soon by the way uh but anyways go give my phone instagram don't sleep on my guy he's definitely like at that point where he's gonna be just smashing shit I, I just i just know it appreciate you big mike follow him on instagram tell him mj sent you travis gordon tns reptiles trap talk patreon member all day every day gerald hug you back gerald how about that that's great i love that i uh, love that emoji miller's menagerie what's up that menagerie menagerie that fucking goddamn name i swear it's always gonna haunt me miller's menagerie i'm gonna go with that all right hey by the way trap talk patreon member all day every day appreciate your love and support big jordan in that building heartland reptiles what is good trap talk patreon member all day every day brian heath and hatchery my dog trap talk patreon member aka also part of the v unit family it's my dog appreciate you so much go follow my guy blunt man exotics what's this dp exotics you change your name dog you gotta let me know bro i don't even know what things i don't even know did you get hacked trap talk patreon member all day every day that's how i know who that is but yeah shout out to the new name bro eric's more factory my dog what's up eric willie bees i like that willie b exotics sick ass name uh what's oh the homie joe destefano what a guy youngster trap talk patreon member all day every day also v unit family hella my boy dennis serpent smith shooter mcgavin my shooting coach i had a great time with uh dennis over the weekend we went to go shoot some hella guns some heavy guns why well, don't want to say, it depends where you're at if you're in texas i guess not but for me i had a great time shot some guns i never shot before and it was a great great time and i will be swooping one really soon thank you so much dennis i appreciate you trap talk patreon member all day every day my homie josh skeletons and feathers super stoked my boy right here who actually has my beaded lizards my exact uh, doesn't have uh, i still have my dark ones but he has the other group that i had and he was able to get a clutch um from one of the females shout out to my boy josh seven fertile eggs i believe that's my boy go give him a follow on instagram josh skeletons and feathers i appreciate you so much trap talk patreon member my boy ryan more valley reptiles in the building trap talk patreon member all day every day go give him a follow on instagram he's into cars and cool shit long sleeves you know what i mean uh sunshine state sulfurs homie west trap talk patreon member all day every day dnk reptiles derek in the building what's good <clears throat> Aiden Burke in the building. What's up, young homie? Appreciate you. Bosa Balls, my homie Aaron in the building. Oh, boy. Sexing and flexing. What is up, players? Go give him a follow on YouTube. One of the podcasts in the Reptile Game that I respect and I love. Uh, my boys right here. Shout out to Chris and shout out to Levi. <laughs> what a guy. Josh Stover in the building. Facebook homie of mine. What is good? I like that Komodo uh, icon pic. That's sick. Uh, let's see. North Star exotic pets in the building reptafari trap talk patreon member all day every day morph master j what up player i like that name i just fuck with that name uh let's see extreme in the building i like that let's flood the likes before mj gets on likes need to be up hello can we get the likes up my homie right here next level morphs do not sleep this guy right here has made some very smart purchases within the last year or so not that i know personally but i do know personally so do me a favor go get this guy a fall right now you kind of want to see some of his up and coming projects this is one guy right now that's killing it in the game when it comes to just growth with this project so 
Uh, shout out to the homie Next Level Morse. Appreciate you. Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. Justin Campbell in the building. Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. Celtic Reptiles. What is good? Uh, Intrepid Exotics. I don't hope I said that right. God bless. All right, we're ending it in style. Because guess what? Tomorrow's a big day. And I don't want to give in details what is coming in tomorrow because that is Trap Talk Patreon information only right now. Not letting anyone else know, but I am ending it in style with my boy, Eddie, a.k.a. Father Blue. Killing it also when it comes to growth, trying to become something as far as working with his animals. I just really respect this guy's passion. Go fuck with my boy, Eddie, on Instagram. Father Blue. Let him know MJ sent you. He's killing it. All right, guys, listen, it's game time. I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, do what you got to do to stay hydrated. Do what you got to do to get your mind right, okay? Let's stay active in the chats, but it is that time. Episode 369, Tipping Scales, coming at you right now. Let's go. Yes. You ready to do, do more in the future? Trap yes. Talk podcasts? Yes. Man. Oh. Only trap talk exclusive. Yes, exclusive. Oh. So stop calling us. From <laughs> <laughs> the spot, get the club to pop. When I come up with the crop, I love it, love it, and not I'm hot from the hop to the club to spot. Get the club to pop. When I come up with the club to spot, get the club to pop. When I come up with the club to spot, get the club to pop. When I come up with the club to spot, get the club to pop. When I come up Everybody, we do it. Everybody, we do it. live my boy john from tipping scales what's up john what's up mj thanks for having me man yeah it's awesome to have you i gotta say um you're definitely somebody in the most recent uh like events where i've seen some content come out where um obviously it's not about your breeding projects or anything it's just kind of just your passion for keeping reptiles it's kind of been like something i've been interested in lately is just seeing people who just love keeping reptiles because that's kind of where it all started right Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, what was it? A couple of nights ago, you had Dylan on and he said <clears throat> that as not being a breeder, he had this kind of imposter syndrome fear, yeah. you know, and it's, I understand that too, but at the same time, it's kind of nice. There's a freedom to not being a breeder and discussing these kinds of topics. Yeah. Cause you don't have to worry about backlash as much. You don't have to worry about your business. Like I can say what I want to say and it's not going to affect how we how we live you know well i mean like there's first and foremost there would be no industry without the pet side of keeping right i mean that's why <laughs> why i mean i think somebody told me the number well like how how much pet out pet keeping outdoes breeding uh as far yeah. as how many people involved with reptiles 
are a lot are just on the pet keeping side versus breeding um and that kind of opened my eyes because i definitely came into this thinking it was just you know i i figured well you know you have a snake what do you breed that's also like that's like my my instant thought like what do you well, what do you breed you know what i mean but it's also kind of mm -hmm. like well, hold on dude like think about it especially after vending a show recently and about to vent next week i'm also selling snakes to people who just want to enjoy the snake for a snake and i'm like man that's awesome first and foremost that's more it's more easy than having to commit to help helping someone to breed it right you know what i mean right and, and so many other things but anyways there's just a whole nother world out there besides breeding and i still i no matter what i say i'm a breeder you know what i mean but i also want to do what i got to do to learn more about how we can help any animal that we keep um because you know i don't know i stand my ground as far as i keep things i feel like that are best as of now meaning to the point where i could go to bed at night and i hate myself you know what i mean right right could I, but could i do better is the question and of course i could you know i think everyone could and yeah you can do always do better anybody can always do better i mean i i've kicked around the idea of getting into breeding i was i was breeding leopard geckos when i was a teenager for a little while there and then i stopped that when i went to school but I enjoyed that, you know, and that was before that was before Mork Market and the, the calculators for genetics and stuff. And you really had to learn how to get what you wanted to get. And I did enjoy that. And I have I have some Ackies, a pair of Ackies that we're trying to get to breed. And, you know, if I ever do get into breeding, it's going to be super small scale, though. It's just going to be a hobby thing, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it, it's kind of like no matter if you come into breeding and then just become a keeper or if you come in just keeping and become a breeding it's a little it's something that you have to experience on both sides i really yeah. feel like. um and like i said it all starts with keeping like with for me i was a kid like I, I had my first ball python when i was six and what made that snake so important it was like my dad went against my mom's rules and just bought it anyways and i'll never forget like i felt like the luckiest kid on earth so i literally obsessed over that snake that like got burnt marks on the heat rock and saw all this fucked up shit that i'll never forget that like, i would scratch my head like why is this why is this happening but fucking 90s right. man you gotta love it you know so yeah, yeah. Um, but but it all started with just keeping like breeding was never a thought in my head until i was 30 30 years old coming into the hobby mm -hmm. i think about that too like when i was when i was a kid my first animal was a water dragon it was a imported water dragon sick as could be you know and it didn't last very long and I think about that like try not to beat myself up for the animals i lost when i was 10 and 11 years old you know yeah you can't because you know i was reading reptiles magazine and there wasn't like i couldn't just browse the internet or watch people's videos and learn that way you know but it's yeah. funny i was talking to my mom about this the other day and i think she's watching so hi mom and shout to mom <laughs> she was saying we we're trying to figure out like about what age that was because there's a picture of her with that that water dragon on her shoulder and it's an old picture <laughs> and <laughs> and we we did remember what his name was though and it was leonardo <laughs> really what yeah. <laughs> which by the way dude face to face i can finally say congratulations because that's freaking awesome having a kid is is the highest point of your life it's never going to get better than being a dad it really isn't it's crazy you say that because that's so true like you know listen I've, I've been told a lot of things that i've been told for years and my dad especially my dad always tell me you know you're gonna know someday like you'll know someday when you have a kid you know every, he would always tell me that you know what i mean and I, that always right. kind of stood out to me but god damn it was he right and everyone else right 
Um, you know, I, I, I think one of the best things that ever happened to me is my wife for sure. Cause without her, yeah. but, but see, like holding first and foremost, I, I thought I was getting myself into the whole mindset that this is happening, but I didn't know it was happening until I had that kid in my hands. And I was right. like, holy shit. And it and was real. Yeah. Like my body lifted. I just remember just feeling like my body, like I literally thought I was dreaming. Like, and I was like, this is my actual kid. Cause you know, you always wonder, I'm 37 years old and never, this is my first kid. And I always wondered, you know, you got so many people, you know, first of, you know, I, I have friends who have kids and I always admire when I look at their kids and I see, Oh my God, you look, you look just like your mom or you look just like your dad. And I always yeah. wonder well, who would that be for me? And I'm like, here we are. You know, I, I got to tell you, right. man, it, it, it kind of scared me even in my party days, when I DJed hard and, and enraged in my head, I always wanted a kid. And, and I, you know, that's something that, you know, you don't really, brag about because it's like whoa you know you little simp you want a kid but like yeah dude, I've, always, <laughs> I've always i've always wanted a kid you know what i mean to the point yeah, to the point where i was like dude maybe i'm not gonna have one i'm 37 you know i started playing in my thoughts in my head like what if i don't like that would suck but no man it's it's life and it's here and nothing's more beautiful than life man this is crazy yeah, yeah. it's the best thing ever um but anyways yeah so let's kind of talk about you and you're just kind of because like i said i stumbled across your youtube um great content you know like it's thank you it's very easy to watch and and just very informative it seems like you have your own style and bringing things to the table um but i want to know how it led you know it, it just everyone has their story on how they started youtube and i, I just kind of want to know what made you say fuck it i'm going to go ahead and get this thing started because it takes a lot you know yeah i mean that is that's a story um so this channel the tipping scales channel it's actually like my third channel um, but when I got into YouTube, it was just because I needed like a mental health outlet. I was, I don't know how much I want to say live, <laughs> but say I was in a dark place. I was in a real dark place and my kids were real little and I, I needed something that we could all do together that could just get our minds off of the heaviness of life. So we started I started taking them fishing and my daughter ended up catching this huge fish. I mean, it was like this 30 inch carp and I mean, it's a carp, but it, she was so excited and she freaked out and we went home and she wanted to watch YouTube videos <laughs> about how to do that. So we did. And, and then she was like, well, why don't we do our own? And I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. And then it just kind of became a video journal from there. And I'm so glad I did it because what year like, was that, John? Oh, this was probably seven years ago. Oh wow. Okay. About seven years ago, yeah. Wow. And that channel didn't really take off. I mean, I think it's got like three thousand subscribers or something, but and that's over six years or whatever. And but it's I mean, we do stupid stuff on there too, like food reviews and stuff like that. And it's so much fun to like look back on those videos when they're small. And they're so excited about a thing and ab above all else like being a dad that's my number one thing you know that's yeah. i i always wanted that you know and and i felt like so i mean but john what's more important than that i mean now that i see that not, i don't know yeah. what else is more important than being a good husband and a good father like that's like right priority on top of all this shit you know what i mean absolutely yep yep i completely agree so yep. go ahead let me cut you off i'm just saying no you're fine so actually that's that's part of it so i was 
their mom and I split up about nine years ago now. And everything's fine on that front. We're copacetic. We co-parent great, no issues or anything. But at that time, it was hard. It was hard on all of us. Uh, her, me, the kids, it was a difficult time. So I felt like I was failing as a father. You know, I felt like I'd failed as a husband. I was failing as a father. And then, but it was that starting a YouTube channel that just kick-started all this other growth and i started talking to all these other people and got my head on straight and and then we started doing it for fun and yeah it's been a heck of a journey man and then with the reptile thing i was like i was out of it for that period of time because i just felt like i couldn't take care of a collection i had a dog and he was all sorts of health issues and that was stressful too and was it a purebred german shepherd i'm just curious it was yeah wow yeah. dude i'm just saying to me? Always, no i'm just saying there's always <laughs> goddamn issues with those man and, is, I, man. I, and I listen my aunt my god bless my aunt my aunt christine in the east coast she has she breeds uh she breeds canine she brings like a, i forget the line of of uh that she has but it's like you know she has she talked about hip dysplasia and all this other stuff yeah. that they have and just like nonstop yeah. problems, and then my buddy Socrates, one of my good homies in in the in the reptile game, had a had a dog named Jax that also like he probably spent over twenty k worth of vet bills on this dog, and eventually had to just put it down because like the problem was it was just getting worse throughout years of time, and then you yeah. just kind of see the dog just being miserable, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's so sad. And honestly, I just pulled that out. I mean, I just was like, damn. That's, yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Yeah, tough. He, I'm so tough. Yeah, he had the he had the hip dysplasia. He had uh, this pancreatic insufficiency. So like everything he ate, it, he didn't get any nutrients from it. So he had to have an enzyme every day, and and it was a constant weight battle, just trying to get him to keep weight on him. And he was nine when I finally took him to to put him to sleep. And dude, that was the hardest day of my life, hands down. Uh, hands down, the hardest day of my life. I loved that dog so much. I mean, you know, I mean, like, I, I know I get it. I know the difference between a child and a, and a dog, but still, like, when you lose right. something that close to you, it's still like, man, that's a piece of you. You know what I mean? Right. Like my, my, dog, my dog. I mean, they're 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 take, taking a piece of me when they leave for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just like, you know, I I my first dog that passed away on me. He was ten years old, and he was a little little dog that should have never been in my life, but he ended up being my in my life and being my best friend. And losing him was like devastating. Like that with that right there was like the worst kind of pain um right. that every experience i've lost close friends and stuff like that like but i've never had any like instant like instant like hurt like you yeah. know you have stuff that sinks in later in life like you know like yeah. holy shit, that this right here was like i couldn't believe like my life felt like it was gone you know what i mean yeah yeah oh, and it was terrible but what kept me going was my other dog because i had two dogs you know and he looked depressed yeah. and i was like i have to be there for him so I was like, you know, oh man, these dogs. Dog. That's what I'm saying. Dogs, man, they're just so they're so pure. They're so innocent. They're the best thing on earth, man. Because all, yeah, they, all they want to do is make you happy. That's it. They don't give a fuck about nothing else. Like not even themselves. They could be in the most worst condition, and if they if you're happy, they'll wag their tail still. It's fucked up. Yeah, and they know they know when you're down, and they yep. You know they they comfort you. They're he was like he was my co-pilot. He was my therapist sometimes. You know he was always there my brother you know that's what it felt like 
and you you, you want to talk about someone who's just there like so you think about like human have i mean like a dog just doesn't say nothing it's just there and it makes, right. it makes i it's like always rooting for you like it's just always right. there. there's, right. no, there's no conflict unless it chews something up or something but other than that it's like come here like no you can be the biggest piece of shit on earth and that dog's gonna be like i love you you know what i mean and it's like right. oh my god so anyways god bless all the dogs out there um but I, i'm curious how things transitioned from you starting the youtube with your daughter about fishing right or just adventure mm -hmm. stuff being feed yeah. a family and then what what made you kind of uh start the reptile youtube and when, um, when did you start the reptile youtube that was i only started it five months ago five months and like two days ago and uh i we went to an expo and i hadn't been to an expo since before they were born and i was i saw one coming up and it was close by and i was like we gotta go this was like this was my other passion like growing up i was always i'd every every single day in the summer i'd hop on my bike i'd ride down to the creek with my fishing pole and my critter carrier and i would catch turtles and lizards and skinks and all sorts of stuff and and catch fish so those were like my two main hobbies you know and so i saw that come up i was like let's go to this thing and and we went and i i mean we kept a couple of years before that we we did have a, a bearded dragon for a little bit and Oh, and we also had our uh, painted turtle. He's kind of always been here. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> I forget about him sometimes. <laughs> he's over there in the corner. He's a big old thing. But he's, but so we went to the, the expo and I got my first ball python ever. I'd never owned a ball python. What expo was this? Uh, this was uh, Rexpo in New York, in uh, Rochester. Okay. Yeah. Rex so a little, little over a year ago now. And uh, yeah, I was like, I can't believe I've been out of this for this long. But you know, now I have more time. Now I've got more money. I've got more space. And I can actually keep some, you know, I can keep a decent collection now. So I'm slowly working back to that. Like when I, when I first got out of college, we went to an expo and and I picked up some things. And by the time my daughter was born, I had a pretty big collection. John, and then, how many, how many, sorry, John, how many kids do you have? Two, I have two. Uh, my daughter is 13 and my son's 11. So 13 and 11. Yeah. Two years. Do you think two years is good enough space? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I'm selfish, but I'm already trying to plan baby number two. So I'm yeah, saying, no, man. <laughs> it's two years good. <laughs> Two years is great. Two years is great. Yeah. Love you, babe. Sorry. My wife, if my wife heard it, she's probably like, who does this fucking guy think he is? Dude, that's right. But you said you're 37? 37, yeah. Yeah, I'm also 37. So you're just getting started. So I still got time. I could I can get another one in there. Yeah, there you go. Come on, man. Help me out. Let's go. <laughs> Let's have children. I'm just uh, anyways. Uh so you know, because it's one thing I noticed, it's like, man, this guy kind of already because it's you know youtube's all about learning curves right especially when you first start um and you're just kind of like well i'm just going to post videos right but there's so much more to it once you start right. figuring out like how to build you know a good audience and then how to build things to get you in an algorithm you have to do like like right. i just on, on the episode with dylan you have to drink the youtube juice right um mm -hmm. but it looks like you already had the good uh habit of doing good thumbnails uh, but you, you know, within your like third video, you had a video that go, went over twenty thousand views. 
Um, and I think that was the bar check video. Yeah. Uh, so just curious, like when you when you post stuff, are you looking stuff at the time of day? Are you just randomly posting stuff? How much research are you doing behind your post when or your your video post when it comes to be uh, doing YouTube? Right, right. So I do like I'm always looking to see what the the bigger people have when it comes to their thumbnail styles and like keywords and that kind of stuff. And then also like you kind of have to start posting whenever just to see when your audience is online the most, you know. Right. So I noticed, you know, Sunday mornings is the time that it seems like most people who watch my stuff are watching my stuff. You know, I saw that in the studio. So I so I changed it to start posting to that time, like 9 a.m. on Sundays. And consistency is a big thing for the algorithm too, you know. So Yeah. It's true. So even when I haven't really had something prepared, I'll like I'll scramble Friday night and try to figure out what I'm going to do so I can film Saturday and get it out Sunday, you know? Right. So, yeah. And, and it seems like, you know, the ones that really kind of pick up steam are the ones that are kind of like, I guess the most talked about shit going on in the hobby. Um, right. Which I, which, which is like also, you know, that's good because we want things to be kind of getting like, you know, notice when it comes to shit like this like the holy massacre video you had had like shit over seventy thousand views um right but i'm curious like with you like coming across information like this and just being a family guy who keeps reptiles how does this kind of hit you like seeing like literally all these snakes get put, get put down the way they did in oh, and stuff and, and what and then also having to make content on it i'm just curious how that how that all um, you. it's it's so depressing and and you have to, you know, when you're making content on it and you're you're editing, you're watching that clip. Yeah. Like, for example, the Holy Thursday Massacre. I watched that clip like 30 times while I was trying to fit it into to what I was doing. And it makes you sick, you know. And then same with the Samson photos and yeah. stuff like that. I don't – those really, like, sad and depressing topics, they get a lot of views, but I don't like making them. You know, yeah. I'd rather cover like funny news stories and shit. You know, I don't. I, I don't want to be a drama channel. You know, I'd like to give information and in a different kind of niche or whatever, and just give information, let people make decisions for themselves in an informed way. You know, instead of just, I saw this thing and it really made me mad, and so this is my opinion. Right. You know, my. I don't think people really watch my channel for me. I think they watch it for the the information. And the most information is not even in my video. It's in my description. I leave a ton of links so anybody can go and see where I got what I got and come up with whatever they want to come up with, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I the way I look at it, John, it's – I, I know there's a lot of rooted issues with everything that's happening period in the hobby. Um, like, you know, I would like to just keep this shit is, is about just breeding chondros and ball pythons or whatever the fuck. Right. But there's so much more yeah. to it. Right. Like how do we, how do we balance doing what we want to do, but then also like not brushing certain shit under the rug that will affect us younger people in the hobby. 
um and right. i'm not i'm that young but i'm gonna be around for a few years that's for sure and then now that my kid's here fuck, he's gonna be around so yeah. i don't look at it as like i'm a 60 70 year old about to just fucking tap out and milk this shit out until i'm done like it's it, it i i think deeper than how a lot of other of these veteran breeders think you know what i mean because right it all it's all about the money i, I mean fuck, breeders can get mad at me all you want but you're in denial if you're not saying it's about the money it's hello it's about the money right Right. Um, and that's always been the case since the beginning since bob clark got started this shit. it's about the fucking money um and some of this money goes so deep for so many years where like we'll, we'll, we it, it's like we'll, we won't get anywhere with them i don't think we'll ever kind of we'll never have like a thing where like okay like can we tell can you tell your friend that he's doing things wrong and he should fix it like that will never happen that type of stuff you know what i mean right right i mean i think with these with this older generation i and i think you know this is across the board this is not just in reptiles this is in politics and everything else you know they're very set in their ways you know if they've seen a system that works for them and they want to keep that going yeah. and but there are also guys out there like like brian barchek and tom crutchfield i i've been seeing has been posting a ton of stuff about you know downsizing and increasing the size of your enclosures over how many animals you keep which is surprising in a good way you know to see that from him so there are people in that old generation that that are getting with the times i guess you know the problem i have i don't have a problem with tom crutchfield but i do have a problem with him trying to push the whole like well you're you know you're a poor keeper if you can't give them this well hold on mister okay you live in florida <laughs> you live on florida on <laughs> acres in the middle of nowhere you've been doing this shit since the 60s or the 70s i'm sorry if i'm off making a shit ton of money illegally and legally right. so calm right. down calm i i i man i kind of want this guy on the show but i also feel like man i feel like you know i, I already somebody who don't fuck he doesn't back down her he's a bull and and yeah. but my thing is like how are you gonna act like you're so sick when you did a lot of fucked up shit too so i, I don't right. think i don't right. think you'll ever come on my show and that's probably a good thing i don't i don't want that kind of debate but also like don't don't act like you're fucking Mr. Pic Picture Perfect and you better do what I do because I've always doing it right. No, you have not, okay? Um, right. But I will say, though, there are, you know, if you can give the animals what they need, just space, right? You don't mm -hmm. need to give them a goddamn 30 by 25 room, you know what I mean? Um, but also, too, if we're talking a mainly retic, I think you do, too. Oh, you know what I mean? One thing Tom is right on is him showing the kind of snakes that are outside, which are monsters. Like, he has really big snakes that need to be outside um yeah so i ain't gonna argue that because he's definitely right you know that's why i don't have mainlands man i i leave that shit alone because i can't give him something like that i wish i could um right. so but to each their own like i said man they're from an era where they're they're the fucking godfathers of this shit they wrote the book in a lot of things imports and shit like mm -hmm. so I, i'm not like i said like you know it, it is nice to see some ogs saying like well listen downsize and give them more space because that is the i feel like that is the, the smartest move to make um first and foremost you know but mm -hmm. i don't know like, I, I just like seeing that that the guys of that generation a handful of them are are at least open to that concept of we can do better you know instead of being stuck in that same sort of thing they've done all along how do you feel about barchek getting rid of all his racks you hear about that i yeah i think i mean i think it's a good thing i if i because i've thought about this too when we 
when we first picked up this one ball python now we got two of them but i was like what if we get into this and i started researching genetics and pricing and all of that stuff and i was like well we'd, we'd have to put them in a rack system there's no other way i could keep a substantial amount and get into a big project like that and but myself just for me personally i like to interact with everything i like to be able to see everything and like this guy behind me especially he's always out he's always climbing around um she's not she hides all the time so i hardly ever see her anyway but but have you seen like the snake discovery racks i don't know uh, where they're, uh, they're from but i know obviously no emily and snake discovery but i don't i yeah. what what I'll, let me see if i can look them up but tell me about them they're huge i mean they're they're massive racks they've got like uh I think they like worked on them to to change them up a little bit, but they've got like a viewing window on them, and they're basically like enclosures just that slide out. You know, is it the rack for their hognose, or is it just a snake rack in general? I'm not. I don't remember exactly what they keep in there. Oh, oh man, they they are. Oh yeah, you know. Okay, first and foremost, I don't want to like, but you know who also has stuff like that going on is Freedom Breeder. Shout out to the sponsor, but Freedom Breeder, oh, yeah. you know Juju, right? You know uh, Caleb. Yeah. Yes. So she has all her rack. Her racks are from Freedom Breeder first and foremost, but they're huge. Like they're very deep. Um, mm -hmm. they have windows and all sorts of shit. That's yeah. That's same concept. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I like those. Those are. I mean, if you're gonna do it, I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like it's depending on how much you want on your plate when it comes to breeding. Um, I mean, let's kind of like talk about the back and forth that's recently been going on. Um, yeah. well, especially me and Dylan, we just had this about, you know, ball pythons being fine, just fine in a rack system, right? And then there's so many levels of just being fine, I guess, that people are trying to like challenge. Like, well, what is fine to you? Mm -hmm. Like fine meaning they're, they can breathe and be alive or are they actually getting stimulants and like, you know, nourishment and like within enrichment, all sorts of shit, right? Um, right. I man i like you man i'm a very observant I, I pay attention to my animals um i pay attention if anything's acting weird you know like i swear to god i could tell if something's wrong and i'm sure a lot of people can but i could tell if something's wrong like with that animal if there's something up you know what i mean like, if it's just yeah. not acting like it should act like it should act I'm, i could i could picture it out right and i'm just so sold like and like i said i could just be saying this because i'm i'm being biased but i am so sold and confident that keeping ball pythons in a rack is totally fine if you have the right temperature the right humidity you the fresh water and you're feeding that thing it i feel like they're so happy in a dark confined uh temperature controlled environment like and i think that i don't think i don't think substrate matters i don't think um i don't think a shelf for them to, to climb is you know what i mean it, and that's it, i i do i think it's beneficial yes of course I, I you know like if if am i saying they don't like like for instance i don't know you know what i'm saying like i'm not trying to like i'm, I'm telling you that i have my ball pythons kept the way they do because i breed them like i i do them yeah. for purposes and i see zero neglect i see zero issues the way i keep them so right i think this is i think this is like a standard i'm okay with right is it right, right. is it the best standard no I don't think it's the best standard. Can it be better? Yes, I think it's going to be, be yeah. better. Yeah, I mean, that's good that you see that, too. I mean, I think I think as just a keeper, I have the luxury of being able to err on the side of too much. And then, you know, I can have a big old enclosure, and then I can have a whole bunch of little, you know, little things that would be the equivalent of a tub, you know, where they can 
feel safe and secure and dark and maybe they won't use the whole enclosure but that's not costing me extra money i mean maybe a little bit in heating and lighting and stuff but right but i have that luxury as a keeper to go above and beyond when they might not necessarily need it and when it could possibly benefit them so right i think when you have that opportunity you should take that opportunity but i also gotta you know you have to understand that these animals they they come from breeders and there is no physical way to to run that business having you know you would have to have a freaking warehouse to house everything and, and then to have it at that to have it at that level yeah i mean yeah I mean, yeah and then the cost would, wouldn't outweigh what you're putting in so but here so this is the way Barcheck pivoted and and I think this is smart, you know, like obviously, but like he's saying obviously he's already said this. He said this on a podcast when he had his podcast going, he said that I'm getting majority of my money from YouTube and the reptarian right. people walking in. It ain't the breeding side right. of things. The the breeding was actually holding him back from making more money. So, yeah. in his sense, he needs nothing to do with breeding anymore. He wants right. to obviously capitalize and obviously the he has a legacy aquarium being built right now um mm -hmm. so much more matters on making money to you know make the legacy bigger so right it's and this is why it's kind of like well man like it's like he's not here's the thing i love barchet but he's, he's not sitting here saying well shame on you if you have a fucking rack system like he's not shaming anybody because he has a lot of friends me included who breathe right and have stuff in, in it's just a choice that he's making because he's at that point in his career in his life um and, and and he found a way he found a way to where like well now i could just get people to come in and look at the animals and pay me to come look at them versus me having to sell an animal and how much of a relief i mean it's not a too i mean he still has to maintain quite a bit of fucking he you know he him and his crew do a lot you know what i mean and they yeah. have to, they have to keep that maintained so that's also stress but he rather give to the people that way versus breeding snakes you know what i mean right yeah i love the direction he's going i really do i really really do but it's also his it's his time and it's that's like his that's where he's at in his life you know right and, right and everybody has their their moments when they need to do certain shit. right um, i mean it's like you were saying with time you know not everybody has the means to be able to do that and you do have to to work to a certain level before you're able to do that on a large scale you know yeah. and you know listen I, I i gotta say i love the whole breeding process i i just love seeing it i love giving something yeah. i love i love like hi i brought you here this is great you're obviously look i'm talking about wanting a second ki second kid already but like right. the whole, like <laughs> having a snake ovulate oh shit, let's talk about the lock i mean just having a lock going to an ovulation having it, it's always like a christmas scenario like Mm -hmm. and that's how i know i i'm meant for breeding because all that shit makes me feel like a like a little child waking up on christmas Every, yeah the lock gets me excited the ovulation gets me excited the prelay shed gets me excited the eggs landing get me excited and then of course everything else is just gets better and better um but, but the thing is and just in and, and like man i pivoted very quick thankfully because of the times if this was a few years ago probably be a different scenario and i'd be in a lot of trouble but the whole less is more like i i um two years ago i i bred the most oh, was it last year i can't remember i had 26 clutches and that's the most i've ever had 26 clutches i mean for me that's my fourth year of breeding that's a lot and i and i was like 
oh my god and majority of that stuff i didn't even want which was crazy like i liked it but i obviously like do i need it or do i need to sell it and everything i bred that year needed i needed to sell and honestly man there was days i did not feel good um because also there's just times where you just don't know like you know i, I like you know here i am with a rack of like i remember looking at a rack of like 60 babies and i'm like i i've had these babies for like three weeks now i'm sorry i've had these babies on like three meals now and none of them on morph market like i i have to post all these and like right it just it just dawned on me how heavy things got that quick and and i don't like going into my room stress bro like i want to go to my room like whoo what are we doing today you know what i mean right and, right and that right there like you know this is why i already know i'm getting to the point where i need to hire someone man because yeah you know at the end of the day i do want this shit to crack off and 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 i do want to take dedicating pictures of everything and and do that but man it is a lot of work like if you you know social media your podcast animal keeping and then taking pictures post <sighs> dude at some point you need, you need to realize you need you need help you know what i mean right and, right and and also that's why i was like well okay i got 26 clutches this year next year i could potentially hit over 40. Fuck that shit. i was like i am not doing it I literally sat back and looked at how many things I really, really wanted to keep and work with. And out of the 40 that I could have produced or, or, or gotten, I only needed like 15. And I was like, this shit, you know, I, I have to, I have to, I have to act now because I don't want to sit on any of this. And I did what I had to do. So now I like, I have a lot less ball pythons now, like a lot. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm like so happy, bro. Nothing. I'm just saying, I am so happy. Like it's great because now, yeah. now I have other shit coming. <laughs> right right and it's so easy to burn out on anything if you're going too hard at it like like you do the jujitsu thing right I, oh that's it dude i love jujitsu honestly I, i'm just i'm like a white belt still but like it, it just changes it it literally determines how my day goes if i could get yeah. jujitsu with a day i need to my whole day is easy as shit and, and i don't need a nap i don't need to do anything i'm fucking just i'm ready to rock and roll it gives me like this sense of like like i don't know what it is man but i that's like i know now i understand why i always understood why people work out super intensely but that's mm -hmm. that shit's like and jiu-jitsu is hard on your body don't get me wrong but like crossfit right. and shit like that those motherfuckers jumping on on fucking on jungle gyms and stuff i'm like but but also that stuff's good for you like that heart rate stuff right. it's so right. important so anyways yeah dude that right there i could be so i could be obviously i'm ass tired I haven't been sleeping much. Goddamn Leo, man, and my you know throwing right. at us. Um, but no matter how I feel, I have to get into that jujitsu fucking class, and, yeah. and and then I can figure it out after that. But, I did taekwondo for like three years, and uh, and I loved that. And then a year and a half ago, I got big into lifting, and but I burnt myself out because I was doing it every single day and like pushing myself so hard. Yeah, and like I lost a ton of body. I mean, I lost 40 pounds and then I gained back a whole bunch of muscle and dude, I felt great, but I burnt out because I was also eating like the same thing every day, not giving myself any breaks and it was just yeah. too much. And then I just was like, I'm going to take a little break. And then it, it's turned into a big break. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, so you got to be careful with that, you know, with burning out. And then that's a good thing that you, you know, the snakes that you weren't super excited about. That's what I'm getting at. The snakes that you weren't super excited about. That you let them go so that you can you know keep that passion and not burn out well i mean here's the thing i'm seven like not well, six years into this going on six years right so 
this mm -hmm. hobby is growing so much where I'm meeting people that were exactly in my same position five, six years ago. And, yeah. and, and I'll do people put me on, man. What helped me out so much in breeding in the beginning were people who were telling me what to do. Like they, they're, they're the reason why I got so excited about breeding. Cause they're like, bro, this is just what you got to do. And here are some snakes. I got hooked up here and there and that's how it all started. So now I just had to do that same thing for somebody else. And there were people I found, obviously they, they come to me and stuff like that. And what's crazy is like none of these females that I, that I sold within the last year, um, I never advertised them. Like it was just people ask me, how can I get into the ball Python game or, or what I just started like what can i do or whatever the fucking case is man yeah but it, it, it just it's the same scenario that it was for me and many many other people um but that's how you build relationships too so i'm thankful for that because now you know you know one thing bob clark did say on his episode i just don't know how he does it because if you think about how many customers bob clark has right like is he really hand hand like hand guiding every single one of those customers as he said he was <laughs> You know what I mean? Right, right. And I'm sure he meant it, but like, how many people does he really cater to? I'm sure at a certain point, it's like I can't keep up, right? Um, right. Well, I did hear, yeah, yeah. I've heard some things, yeah. <laughs> well, we could get into that in a bit, but you know, I want to keep it to that level where Bob said I want to do that, but maintain it, like, because I can. I can also, it can easily get out of hand where I'm like, I can't fucking help everybody, but goddamn, like, right. I, I just like that. I, I'll never forget the feeling of getting taken care of in a in in a hobby that just is giving me so much. And I feel like that's important to give back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's that's how that is, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I mean, there there are, you know, I had some friends starting YouTube channels and like I had this one, one buddy of mine, he's big into motorcycles. So I've helped him set up his YouTube and everything. And we've worked through editing some of his videos and he hasn't posted anything yet, but <laughs> dude, his videos are freaking amazing. And I'm not, I don't even ride. And I'm just blown away at his editing skills. But he doesn't understand the algorithm side of it so i've been trying to help him out with that and there's a lot of like smaller youtubers i've talked to and i like like i don't i don't know it all you know by any stretch of the imagination but but i can get a video out there you know so i like i like giving advice on that kind of stuff and helping people out with that kind of stuff making them thumbnails and and stuff like that you know i'm not in the breeding world but the creator world you know at least YouTube is just like jujitsu. It ain't gonna work for you if you go once a month or once every six. Like, you, right? You have to obsess over it, you know, to a point yeah. where you have to stay healthy, right? But yeah, YouTube is like you need to study that shit. Like you, you start off by just posting. Like you, you have to pick a committed day of the week or whatever, and you can't mm -hmm. fuck that up. And then once you become monetized, that's when you start fucking dipping into the goddamn statistics and 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 find right. out where you you know. Or some people do that right off the bat, like I'm sure you did, you know. Um. But it ain't gonna work if you don't obsess over it. It's kind of like yeah. almost, almost like anything, bro. You gotta obsess over it. If you really, 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 really want to become anything in anything, you have to you have to be obsessive over it. I think it's true. It's every time then kids see me on my phone, they're like, "You checking your stats?" Like, yeah, I'm checking my stats. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's one thing with my wife. You know, she was like, "Cause I'm always I'm always on my phone to the point where I'm like, all right, you, there's no podcast. There's that you have to check out at a certain point. Like, there's like it's like clocking out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because like yeah you know it looks like i could just be fucking shooting the shit which eh, don't get me wrong sometimes i'm going on youtube and just watching some reels but right I'm right going back and forth with somebody and, and and i'm just saying in a good way like i'm either trying to figure out the guest for the week or whatever but there's something going on where i have to conversate with somebody um and and, and i feel like it's like it can't like it could always wait but i feel like it can't wait you know what i mean um yeah. 
but there's you know that time obviously that that uh undivided attention very important i feel like in and, and i feel like you know god man there's people who obsess over youtube so much where they they shut everything off you know what i mean like all right. all they care about is putting out content and it's kind of like kind of like you know there's a balance to everything but man youtube just especially if you have something that youtube kind of rewards you with and that's right. that's that's content and that, i mean that's good yeah. content that people want and uh damn people love drama man <laughs> I know, man. I know. I don't. I don't want to be that guy, but I mean, it's turning into that. No one else will. I mean, at the end of the day, like, at the end of the day, like if you're coming from a good place at heart and you're not trying to antagonize or or actually trying to tear, it's actually good that somebody likes you speaks on it because you're coming from a good place of just like, hey, this is how it is, and that's how I, you know, as much as like my growth recently has come a lot from stuff that I've been addressing. I'm just mm -hmm. saying how it makes me feel. And I'm telling you because I'm very involved in the reptile industry, very yeah. involved, you know, and I know the biggest people in this industry. So it, to me, it matters. You know what I mean? And I also, right. I also want to keep everyone new in this game aware. Like you just have so many people who are just like, I didn't know about that. And I'm like, no, well, fuck you listen to trap talk. You will. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I don't look after for, I don't want to look after people. I look after for the new people that are coming into this game more, more importantly, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I try to be as like, I don't want to be a fence sitter. Like I still, I still want to put my opinion to the story, but I, I want to be neutral as I can be so that people can make their own choices on it. I mean, I think, I think the facts of whatever story it may be, they all point in a certain direction anyway, but, but there are some things where, and I saw this as a critique. Um, I saw this as a critique of me and I've seen this as a critique of you um <laughs> by one particular person who probably already know who it is but that we flipped flop and i just want to say to that that being i think being open to new ideas and being open to having your mind changed is a sign of maturity i don't think it's flip-flopping i think flip-flopping is when you you're like you you believe one thing in order to appease a certain crowd and then you change that in order to appease a different crowd Right. And that's different than like learning right. and learning more facts and going, oh, gosh, I was wrong about that. You know, there's there's there. I mean, there's there's people confusing flip flopping with evolving. And exactly. Then, and then there's hypocrites. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, exactly. I'm, I mean, one thing I do know that I still need to work on is just like, fuck it. You're like you're wrong. Like, it's OK to be wrong. And I know it's OK to be wrong. But sometimes I'm just like, I feel like I'm still right, you know, until I kind of dig deeper into the surface i'm like okay yeah. you're wrong and i'll oh, actually i'm at the age where i'll definitely maybe maybe not immediately but once i realize i'm wrong i'll say oh shit, i fucked up you know everyone yeah. knows that I've, I've proven to be that that way but also right. also like the only thing i would want to be like known for doing a 180 is when i'm trying to do things better and and, that, and that's right. that's it you know um i had somebody recently comment on the dylan episode saying well mj you didn't keep it real um you know, you're saying that you want to do better and, and learn how to give best by the animal, but like you feel like you're doing best by the rack system and the ball pipeline. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I never said I'm that's the best. I'm saying they're good. My snake, like you ain't it's kind of like someone coming and saying, Well, what's wrong with your kid? What the fuck's wrong with your kid? My kid's perfectly fine. Like, who are you? Like, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> like, you know I mean? that's just the way I look at it. Like now, if if that's if someone's saying that and there is something wrong with my animal there is something going on then i would be like 
I would be a piece of shit to not want to fix it. But I feel like I feel like I've been keeping my breeding ball pythons the way where they are having a good life. I feel like there's I feel like they're doing great. Um yeah. is that the best life? Are they are they in paradise? Are they in green grass with rainbows? And, and no, they're not. And 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 um God bless anyone who does that. But I mean, I, I just you know what I mean? I'm it's kind of like I don't know. Because you know it's funny, it's like like should I be putting out more money to give them like the the freedom breeder racks and the Emily racks, the big deep in my piece of shit for doing that? Well, that that could be an argument, maybe, maybe. I mean, that could be something that comes in time. I mean, if you're not at at that stage, if you're not at that level yet, maybe that's a future goal. You well, know. But to be honest, John, I I would I wouldn't keep all pythons because if that was the case, yeah. Guess, guess how much space I need for that shit. Right. And, right. And honestly, space goes to the monitors, baby. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, I love your monitors. I love those. Things, I love yeah. the monitors. They're amazing. They <laughs> care about you. They look you in the face. They say thank you after they eat. No, I'm just gonna. They're say super intelligent. Yeah. Dude, they're, I love them. They are next level. I just want things that just kind of fucking like appreciate you back. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Um, but you know, also too, like hi, you know, listen, it's crazy you say this, John. If I kind of look deep into the future, because in the next five years or so, we do want to buy a new house, bigger room. Okay. So I can't not knock that I won't ever have something like that for my ball pythons. And that can be a goal of mine. Um, so I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm done trying to figure out how to elevate my ball pythons that I breeds uh husbandry. I feel like I could definitely do better, and I'll admit that right now. I I I can. But right now, I it, day by day, you know what I mean. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta just plan these goals in my head and hopefully get there someday. Right, right. And I think you know, like that comment you were talking about, you know, when like, and I, I, I know you feel that way. But when you're live, and <laughs> there's got to be so many times where you say something and then you you watch it back and you're like, that's not what I meant to say, or that's not nuanced in the way I wanted it to be. Because I know even when I'm filming stuff dude i've i've recorded an entire half hour long video watched it back and been like none of that is right i gotta get rid of it. i gotta start over there's been many times where i'm like mj i don't think you should be doing lives buddy because you know like <laughs> you, you could maybe put out the unedited stuff as you were doing to your patreon because you know they understand you but like some of this stuff man like you like because like i meant like there's so many things i say and i'm like oh i didn't mean it the way that came out like i wish i I swear I wish I could go back and explain it, but I'm so in the moment where I just it just comes out my mouth. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, but it, you know, also that's why I listen. I, I this is who I am. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. You know, and, and you have to own what you say, right? Like that's a huge saying. Like you got to if you say it, you better fucking mean it. And yeah, there's been times where I could easily say I wish I could take things that back out of my mouth, but fuck at that time, it came from the heart. Like that's that's just how I right, felt. Right. Um, and right. I gotta say, a lot less stuff has been spewing out of my mouth since i haven't been drinking on the show that has been a huge help i got like the whole <laughs> i don't know what's going on i don't know what made me like convince <laughs> myself that i could just get hammered on the show but the like the last three four months of last year dude i'm talking like a whole bottle of wine deep on a show or like right <laughs> glasses of fucking bourbon down the hatch you know like if you i dude, noticed that i did <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's what i really noticed like man a lot of the stuff that not only you're saying but you're slurring um fucking terrible like you're saying mean stuff right now you know what i mean very aggressive and and that's why uh right and i've gotten plenty of advice from people like well just cut that out and you'll be fine and sure right. enough i did and 
my wife more important my wife was the one like dude can you stop like can you just not drink on the show and i'm like yeah i think that's a good call you know <laughs> Um, that's pretty man. That's good. That was a good change. See growth, positive yeah. growth. And I don't smoke on the show, even though yeah. I think smoking helps. I'm not gonna lie, but it's fine. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. People don't understand that out there. Some people look at smoking like fucking the devil, um, right. and don't understand how like it actually helps some people. God damn it, man! An argument that just happened on YouTube or not YouTube, but on Instagram. Not an argument, but let me know how you feel about smoking too much weed causes depression and bipolar. Oh. I mean, I know that's true of alcohol. Um, I, but now they're trying to say that for weed, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, and and this came from like a a young doctor, like he's like forty something years old, and I'm like, and he he sounds like he never smoked weed in his entire life, and yeah, and, and it'd be one thing if it came from someone who used to smoke a shit ton of weed and they and they found that this out, but no, it's not coming from someone who actually does it, which kind of like makes a good point, right? <laughs> So Dylan, God bless Dylan. Dylan had, Dylan had a head of hell of an episode last week. Uh, with that was an awesome episode. But I had some of my ball python homies come in pretty hard at him, and 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 one, yeah. of them, one of them said like, first keep the fucking thing for a certain amount of time, and then come talk to me, right? Like meaning like like how about you experience keeping ball pythons first before you even talk on that matter? And that's kind of like the same shit that what I'm getting at now. You know what I mean? Like right. it's kind of hard to be that guy to lay out an analysis or a fucking report on something that you really have no hands-on experience with and that that's a problem i feel like not only just in in general with the world but in the in this hobby man people who come yeah. in out of place you know but i don't know really bipolar and fucking depression from smoking too much too much weed no man i don't know i don't know what to say and of I course, mean, I've heard... my, my wife's jumping all over it she's like did you see this i'm like you need to relax no this is not accurate <laughs> I don't smoke. I, I mean, I a long, long time ago, but not not in a very long time have I. But I have always heard that it's the opposite. Like there, when I when I was, people would be like, "Oh, you're feeling down here. Let's let's do this. You'll feel a little bit better." And I would feel a little bit better, you know. I think maybe it causes the depression when you don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be. I don't know. But honestly, it's that's also another thing. But anyways, I just know there's people out there who are who are, you know, I don't I it's just easy to offend people. You know, just just with something that you enjoy, you can offend somebody by do by enjoying it. You know right. So right. I, I'm a very do what makes you happy. Yeah. As long as you don't hurt somebody else doing it, do what makes you happy. So you somebody who's been kind of um like you were, you put out something with Bob Clark and Darian, right? You you had something mm -hmm. to say about that, right? And so, and then yeah. following that, you watched my Bob Clark episode. Uh, yeah. And let's kind of talk about how you felt about that. I, mean, I know you, you you had some uh, feedback in the live chats and, and whatnot, which I always appreciate. But anything yeah. you have to say on that episode? Um, I mean, yeah, I think, so I guess the question really is, is like, what does it mean to self-police? Because Bob right was like you know i'm not cool with the samson stuff but i'm also not cool with the website being made and i'm not cool with people making videos so what does it mean to self-police what would he have been okay with just kicking him off more market and having the expos not happen there i should have asked him how he felt about self-policing because i didn't he just said yeah. we, need, we didn't he just said we need to stop he just said we right. need to stop, and that that can mean many things. It could be like, okay, 
it's okay to expose it, but then don't do too much or stop. Don't do right. this at all because this is bad. I think he means stop. Don't do this at all because this is going to fuck us in the end. Right. That's um, the feeling that I got from it. And I like, I do understand that at this point in time. Yeah. The, the only thing that can really do anymore is legislation or, you know, people still reaching out on an individual basis, on a personal basis to the people who run at the expos or whatever, the ones that he's still a part of, but Right. But he's going to he's going to keep doing that. Like he doesn't have any other source of income. He's going to keep doing this, you know. And you ain't going to stop like that. You ain't going to stop because yeah. like think about how many obstacles he might have faced in the last 40 years. Right. That that that, that could have stopped him and it didn't. You know what I mean? Right. So in Bob's right. head it ain't, it ain't Bob's a fucking he's he, he's a, he's a steam train, bro. Like he's he's or what was that fucking saying? He's, he's just he's a train that's just a, a locomotive that's just not stopping, bro. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and he loves what he does. Like he he just one thing you can't take from him is passion for the animals. Like, mm -hmm. uh, and he has his way of keeping because that's always been the way of keeping. Um, right. And you know, God, man, it was crazy. I wasn't expecting him to say, "Do you want to go see my place?" I I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't think I didn't think we we're gonna get that experience at all. Um, mm -hmm. I appreciated and, that. I mean, Bob has some good things. You know, he's got. I'm not. I'm not a Bob hater. I don't hate Bob or anything. I just. I, I do. I would like some more clarification on, on. I mean, even what do you think? Like on a personal level, what do you think? Self policing should be, when it comes to. You know, exposing bad behavior or or whatever. You know, because I mean, I know we're all. Nobody wants PETA to come in, but I feel like that's that. That thing that's being dangled like that. The big bad wolf that you know if we talk too much about it peter's gonna come in we're gonna get all these laws and stuff and it's just gonna get worse for the hobby but or like if if the news picked up the samson thing and there was a, a news publication that did pick up the samson thing but i don't know that that's a bad thing obviously peter getting involved would be a bad thing but where's that line you know i don't know where that line is personally so if you think of the word self-policing okay we're policing ourselves, so that means we're the police. Okay, if we're the police to ourselves, we go ahead and observe what's happening, and then we report it to ourselves, and then we decide what to do with what right. we saw. I think we need to start caring a lot more than as far as what we see. Like, meaning if it's your friend keeping shit the wrong way, or if there's like mm -hmm. some fucking shady activity, you should. And and if it's something close to you, you should address it with that person. I think you should be like, yo, that's yeah. that's stupid to do. That's not smart. Um, or like, don't keep this animal if you don't know how to keep it. Um, or if you don't have time or anything, like, don't do right. it. Like, we are, we especially anyone at this level of just coming into the game, we should have no shame with telling our, our peers, like, don't fucking do that. Like, that's not what to do. And it could be so many things, how you ship an animal, um, who you call. Like, dude, big thing I fucking tell you right now, you are who you hang around with. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. So if you yep. really want to police yourself, don't fucking hang around with piece of shit people. Right. Right. And then, you, then you won't be a part of that. Like, because, you know, one thing Bob's not probably wrong on is because, like, no matter what you report, no matter what happens in the world, there's something just as bad happening. It's not going to stop. Like, big piece of shit things like this is just a part mm -hmm. of being on this earth. Right. Right. So it's kind of like, and Bob's probably seen it all. Like, think about it. He's probably seen every fucking case of neglect, every type of like, you know, think about the places he's probably visited throughout the years. He's probably seen it and right. understand that 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 no matter who you report, it's not going to stop. Um, and it's 
I don't know, man. I'm a big believer with karma and just like I just can't help to think that how long do you think animals or how long do you think those snakes were in Samson's care before they started deteriorating? You know what I mean? And what sucks right. is like that's like the just think of and this is where I things kind of go to where we're like, you know, okay, I get you, Bob. But if we kind of think about how these animals were cared for and and like i you know one thing i was like okay bob right on i just told you that i saw a snake with no eyes and you asked me i don't you know you, i'm not sure what you saw i just told you what i saw i talked right. snake with no eyes and that that's your friend jay and he was yeah. just kind of like oh that's my buddy and that's why i was like well that signs that then that's he just he just fucking confirmed that and yeah and, that was unfortunate and, 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 and that's why i was like like man jay and bob they go back 30 plus years and and i love dave man dave levison is my boy and and i kind of like what did i say i said something where i'm like dave that was you i wouldn't say shit you know what i mean but actually right. actually like if i you know like i love these animals man if i saw that over and over again after i told you you need to fix it like you need to fix this shit and next thing you know there's people doing videos on you and there's all it's getting that bad and then i'm on a show and someone asks me and i know it i'm not gonna be like oh that's my friend fuck holy shit i know i, I yeah I know. I heard you say that, and I was like, I don't buy that. (laughs) And that's why I was like, you know what I mean? It's what it is. You can't avoid people putting your shit out there if it's if it gets if you get caught and it ain't right. You can't be mad. People, you can't be mad at it. Like, don't be mad. Like, at don't be mad at the person who exposed it. Be mad at the person who did it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And and yeah, of course, things happen, and and you know, sometimes sometimes it does just happen not not to that level not to that degree i mean that is a long time of neglect and abuse like a long time like like we're talking like caked body parts of snakes on the wall of the enclosures like there was animals that probably died in those enclosures and he probably didn't even clean out and just put another snake in it like that that type of disgusting shit you know what i mean and so And, and dude, like you know, fuck it. I'm a when it comes to animals, I'm a big softy, dude. I am. I'm. I. I literally get in my head about thinking of what a reptile got. You know, like I said, when I left Jay's man, whole different mentality. You know what I mean? Right. And, I, and I and I and I refuse to accept that this is the normal thing, even though my right. buddy, rest in peace, Forrest Fanning, was trying telling me like, bro, this is this how it is with these big guys. I don't give a fuck. I'm not cool with that. I don't care who you are. And trust right. me, I was, I was so happy to be there. I was really happy to be at prehistoric vets. I was like, couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I just, yeah. so it kind of sucks that I had to like I had a lot of things trying to convince me to like just like no, nah, you're good. Like this is fine. But no, sorry, really wasn't. And um, right. So I think self policing, man, is just like you know police yourself, right? And 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 really do what you do what you need to do with that information. Um, and just do right with it. Like I said, I, I if this was a thing with me and Dave years down the road, and I had so many like one-on-one conversations with him, and he still choose not to change, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. You know I mean, are you going to support that person? No, I mean you you have to you have to police yourself on that. You know, right? Um, right. I think I think I think there's levels to that. You know, there's yeah. there's levels to self policing in that way. You know, I think the first is I think, I, I think some I think some people hear policing they're like you're just fucking like oh let's report this like right, I, mean, right. I don't i don't agree with that kind of policing like you know a right. big snitch a big fucking like no man like you ha- we just have to regulate shit that's not cool like almost like, like like in a gang like in a fucking like you know i mean i wish we could jump some of these motherfuckers that'd be great 
uh, but we really can't, you know. And, and you know, obviously, the thing about the most fucked up things that happens within a clique, within a gang, and that they can't, they can't, they cannot let that information out. This is kind of the same shit. You know what I mean? It really is. It really because, is. Yeah. Because no matter how you look at it, somebody who does has nothing to do with breeding or keeping reptiles will think we're disgusting, and they think they're, you know, like they the general public already thinks we're weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. You know, uh, I just think uh, you got. I think you need to kind of ask yourself what is self policing, and I just told you what I think of it. Um, and I and I listen. I it's all who you surround yourself with. If you got a a crew of people or or or, or a community around you where there is no need for self policing, well then there you go. There you have a good time. You know what I mean? Right, right. But if, but if you're around shit that's not right, well then there, change it up, man. Go fucking hang out with some new people, or 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 just fucking you know just don't be around shit like that nah, yeah i think on a large scale like a a policing of the whole community of each of us doing what we what we can i think it all starts with like like the people that are doing the reptile programs you know at these schools and and you know birthday parties and whatever i think i think that's the first line of defense because you're going to have these kids that are going to grow up to not be the next samson you know because they got something early on and you know i think it's all about that next generation so that's the first level of self-policing is educating i think you know what's crazy? Young, think, you know? Go ahead. You know, this is what's crazy it's like we can only self-police people who are on social media we can only self-police like really obviously like ourselves like i said but we can only self-police shit that we see right what about these fucking people who just pop up out of nowhere who do educational things with kids with gaboon, gaboon vipers did you see that i made a video that? on it <laughs> did you I made see a whole that? video <laughs> bro dude that goes so bitch. much deeper than that lady this bitch bro and she you and, and like let's take away samson let's take away all this sh terrible shit all it takes <laughs> is something like that bro something well, that, like, we we have no control over that for that this lady this what's not she is the daughter her name is april jackson she's the daughter of scott peterson um he has a son they have a zoo in wisconsin so scott the dad, the prison what's that no not that guy oh, <laughs> Different like, wait a minute. Different. okay go ahead <laughs> not go ahead. the scott and lacy peterson scott oh, peterson. <laughs> no um so he's been doing this for 30 years there's pictures of him 25 years ago with the gaboon viper with he he brings a black mamba he brings a monocle cobra he brings a cotton mouth, they're all um, venomoid. And he does the surgery himself. He cuts their faces open. I don't know where he gets the anesthesia, if he gets it at all. Whoa. But he's doing the surgeries on all of these animals and then he's bringing them to to these kids' birthday parties and schools and stuff. So he's been doing this for a while? He's been doing this for a long time. So you should check out my video on it. I got really in detail on that. It <laughs> was a rabbit hole, man. Was that like a recent uh, recent one that you checked out or recent one? I think that was, yeah, like two weeks ago, I think. Maybe last week. I'll check that out. But do you see how crazy yeah. that flip? Like how like, you know, let's just say, let's say self-policing is going our way. Let's say everyone's behaving. Right. Look, where, where did this bitch come from? And I just, right. Right. I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, oh my, and Facebook, you know, there's a venomous community is pretty deep on Facebook. So they were, they were going eight shit. She got, she got lit up big yeah. time. I yeah. reached out to her. I, I messaged her and she ignored she's me. On but. Social media. She's on social media. So you found her? Yep. Yep. 
Oh, I was inbox. like, I'm going after this story. I'm going to get a quote from her. I got to figure out what's going on. Oh, my God. Her inboxes are full for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. Now that we're talking about Venomous, do you think Venomous should be even kept, period, in the hobby, or do you think it shouldn't? I'm fine with it being kept. I Somebody left a comment on a, a video. It was either today or yesterday, and they were like, do you think that the hobby and industry hasn't done anything to hurt conservation or animals or whatever and that there shouldn't be any legislation at all for keeping and i had to sit and think about that for a while because obviously there have been issues clearly we're talking about some of them right now but yeah what should be at what point does the government come in because i don't nobody likes the idea of the government regulating things in anything but also as a fisherman if if there were no regulations i wouldn't have any fisheries they'd be fished out there'd be no conservation there'd be nothing so so there is a line and i think like usr talks a lot especially usr florida daniel talks a lot about working with the powers that be instead of fighting so hard against them you know i mean they do that also but he wants to have a relationship with them because you know, if we can educate them and they can work with us, then maybe we can find a way around some of these more extreme laws and stuff. So when it comes to venomous, I don't keep venomous. There, there are some freaking beautiful snakes though, man. Like Louis Delaris is like my favorite reptile ever. And I, I don't know that I would ever, I can't here in New York, but you know, maybe once the kids move out <laughs> and I move somewhere else, I don't know. Um, but I like the idea of people in in whatever states having to get so many hours of hands-on and you know be really educated about what they're doing before they do it. I like that. Yeah, what Florida it's a thousand hours. You need a thousand hours or something like that, which they're finding yeah. schools. There's people who are there's people who actually put in that thousand hours who are like coming out saying these motherfuckers just came out of nowhere and they have they had this license already, and it's like yeah, I'm sure that happens. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. fucking Florida for you. Um, but yeah. you know, I, I I definitely am I'm on the same page with you. I mean, goddamn venomous, some of the most beautiful reptiles you could keep are venomous. Um mm -hmm. talking like shit out of storybooks, beautiful, you know. Yeah, my lash papers are incredible. Oh my god. So I, was, I was at Tyler Nolan's house two years ago or a year ago, I forget how long, and he showed me his collections of most prettiest fucking things I've ever seen. Scary, mind you, like holy shit. It was right. like whole very intense. Um and you know, I look at someone like Tyler Nolan, who man, very frowned upon within the venomous community, venomous, venomous community, just due to the fact how he just does his thing, you know. But you get this sense of like, if there was no social media, if there was no cameras, this guy would still be doing this. Like he loves right. it. He just has, like, he has this thing. And mind you, like he comes from, like, not Hollywood, but he was in, you know, he was in TV before and stuff like that. So recording content is something that he's always going to want to do, and he's just recording content of his life. And Tyler Nolan just recorded his life. Now, mind you, I don't think there should be more Tyler Nolans in the hobby for sure uh, because I feel like he's just kind of like doing his thing that he'd be doing, and that's fine. And that's fine if you do that if you don't fucking advertise it. You know what I mean? Right, you right. You know, that's that's why I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I'll never tell a man how to make his bread. You know, if, that, if that's what you need to do, then that's fine. But I, how other people will see it, it's not going to always sit well, you know? Um, right. You know, I was actually I was thinking about this the other day, too, because when I was researching that uh, Gaboon Viper at the school thing, yeah, 
And, you know, I've seen a whole bunch of articles and conversations on Facebook and stuff about what it, you know, what the, um, what it looks like for the hobby when people are free handling venomous. And like, I don't have, personally don't have an issue with people free handling venomous in their own homes, you know, knowing what they're doing. If you want to take your life into your own hands, be my guest, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go skydiving or cliff jumping or whatever, but if you want to, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to stop you. But when it, what it looks like from, you know, the optics standpoint of it, people don't like it. But I started thinking about like, you know, I grew up watching Steve Irwin and Jeff Corwin and, you know, all those guys that would be running out in the field and grabbing a black mamba by the tail. And yeah. I never did that. <laughs> you know, I never thought that was something I could do, but there are going to be people that do see that stuff and do think that stuff. So I don't know for me I mean, personally. Let's think about it. How much can Steve Irwin be Steve Irwin nowadays? I don't know if he could be. I know. I don't he think couldn't. he could pull all that shit off without really being. But then again, if he's on the Hollywood side of things, he wouldn't give a fuck either, which I don't think that's the case either because yeah, he always cared. I think Steve Irwin always cared. I, I really do. But then again, we don't really know. I mean, I never knew the guy. I only knew. I mean, he looked goddamn. He looked genuine through TV. You know, I love. Right. I just love seeing him interact with those animals. Um, and he was huge on conservation. Like he, yeah, he put his money where his mouth was on that. You know, yeah. But but yeah, to, in this in this climate, he would get some heat for sure, for sure. Hundred percent. I mean, because look, his son's not doing that shit. Right. No, he's not. Yeah. Over the zoo and. And just really does all this shit there at the at their at their zoo educational stuff and um, you right. know, he does the like feeding the crocs and stuff. But he's not on TV doing it, you know. Um, right. He. I mean, I follow him on social media and stuff. He's got some videos, but I haven't seen him like free handling venomous. You so know. how can we dance around this? So we're you know we're talking about Jay man, his fucking uh, Ruku or whatever he's whatever fucking platform he's on 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 television, man. Have uh, you watched it? I haven't. Well, I, I'm scared too. What's going on? Have, have you seen it? What's going on? I was thinking of doing a reaction video to it. I haven't seen it yet. Is it out? It's out. Yeah. Oh my God. Has anyone seen it in the comments? Anyone in the live chat seen it? Let me know. How is it cringe? Is it next level? What is it? But so, somebody in my Facebook group was saying that they saw it and it wasn't anything special. It was a little cringy, but it wasn't like as sensational as they thought it was going to be. But they also said, "Don't bother watching it." So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's episode. It's part of the pilot episode. So I mean, who knows right. what, what's to come? Right. But these are already all recorded. I'm assuming. So what's already what's already done is done. I would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched the trailer for it. There's like some some low level wrestling thing where he's got a big old berm on his shoulders. I don't know, man. It looks weird, but. Is he being? I'm gonna watch it though. Being Jay? Watch it. Is he being Jay? Like, oh, 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 oh. yeah, he seems to be. Yeah, he's he's pretty. Uh, Jay, <laughs> yeah. Well, In the, from the trailer, anyway. I we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I guess that's the that's the benefit of him being in Southern California. I don't think if he was in fucking Idaho or some shit, there's no way he would have pulled that off. It would have been Barchek. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Barchek would have wanted to do something like that. I'm sure he would have for sure. I, I bet he would have. I yeah. bet he would have. And that, that could have been all right. But that would just would have pissed all Barchek's haters off, too, because Barchek's a hater, unfortunately. It's kind of like, I mean, like, is it even smart to do something like that, period? Like, should we, like, is that, like, is that showing too much? 
Um, right. I, I think the reason why I think Barchek would be good because look, he has some, he has an attraction. Like he has something where like, dude, go to his place. Don't go to prehistoric pets. You go there, right. you're going to see something bad. Like, you know what I mean? And right. I, I do have to stop saying that because I haven't been there in years. I haven't, I haven't been there since 2019. That's true. Could it change? I don't know. You know, and as I, and like I said, his daughters are involved heavily, and I respect them. And and you know, I'm sure they have goals, and I would hope, you know. And uh, I, I don't know if you remember this, but you know, I was at Animal Con last year, and I had this question in my head that it was like, you know, because I was on a panel with fucking Jay and Barcheck and all these big heavy hitters, right? And it was mm -hmm. the last, it was the last panel of the, of the day. And my question was to everyone as far as what well, had Jay go first. And I was like, how do you, how do you, cause the, the, the title, so, sorry, the, the theme or the fucking, whatever the panel was, was top YouTube creator. That was like the panel top YouTube creator. And I, my last question was like, well, how do you be a top YouTube creator and a top animal keeper at the same time? Like, what are you doing to do both? And then Jason, Jay, Jay simply says, I hand everything over to my employees. I don't, don't know and i'm like fuck that's not what i wanted to hear like god damn it right. like, but also it kind of shows you that's that's why a lot of and bob even said it himself you know asked bob hey bob what what music do you listen to when you clean yep. and he's like oh, i don't clean snakes and god bless you i i would think when i'm almost you know when i'm at that age i would do a lot less cleaning you know and my, my son right. like, the fuck's doing it so i get that but also like I don't I don't ever think I would ever have the capacity of animals if I'm not that hands on it personally. Right. I I, I, I that's I'm in this so I could be hands on, you know? And, yeah, and otherwise, I mean like you said, it's all about making money at that point. Because if you're not if you're not getting something out of the animals, like interacting with them, it is all about sales. That's all it's about, you know, and you're just delegating everything. It is all about money at that point. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, man, I, I could see how things evolve to the point where I mean, I, I can't think of this now because I just have, I'm having so much fun doing things at the capacity. But man, if I ever got to the point where I have so many amazing animals that people will pay me to come look at them mm -hmm. and, and that's the money I need to focus on is attracting that. Sounds a lot better than selling snakes. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there's I mean, a guy I'm, around here who he, he started, he had a, he was selling snakes. He ended up opening his own pet shop and it wasn't bad. I mean, for more of like a mom and pop type pet shop really wasn't bad there's a yeah. couple around here that are really bad but but he ended up going out of business and he opened uh animal adventure park which is do you remember the whole april the giraffe thing that was big on social media a long time ago she was having a calf and it was going on they, they did a live stream there but he opened that place up and i went there the first year and dude it was a mess like he had animals he got prairie dogs and they burrowed out of their enclosure and they were all over the freaking property. Oh, it, it was a disaster, but now it's been like, and it's been several years now and it is a top notch place. Like it's really nice. And it's yeah. just one guy. He just decided that's what he wanted to do with his life. And he did it. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I have a wrap up question for you, John, before we get into some yeah. hot seat questions. Okay. Um, curious with, us talking about self-policing and, and you know venomous keeping okay and then there's also some people who are not too big on keeping retics or uh you know bigger snakes um overall after seeing a lot of stuff being being exposed in the reticulated python community 
um, or big snake community? Like, what's your overall feelings about keeping big snakes or the bigger snakes? Are we talking about more just as big of a potential risk as keeping venomous? Or are we talking, you know, little, little less stressful? What do you think about the the, the retic and the berm and that 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 demographic of the reptile industry? I don't think it's it's as big of a risk because I mean you can really you can be more hands on with those bigger snakes and and really work with them and tame them down a lot better than you probably can. I mean, pro I say probably. I'm not a venomous keeper. I don't really know, but I would assume it be easier than trying to tame down a cobra, um, <laughs> even though they're very smart snakes. Um, the only thing that that kind of bothers me in and when it comes to like retic and berm keeping is just the size of the enclosures they're huge enclosures but they're also massive snakes and i never see one in like there's no it's it's always no substrate and you know the animal can't stretch out and stuff like that bothers me and i don't know enough about the species to go this is for sure a horrible thing but i know i have a, a visceral reaction to it you know in my gut i'm just like eh, i don't like that like when bob was showing his facility i was like oh it's really clean but eh, i still don't like that <laughs> you know yeah well I, I will say coming from someone who kept big snakes and, and and all that i would never use substrate on a big snake because how much shit and how much it's it's almost pointless. Right. um it's pointless because how much you're cleaning that fucking thing um right that makes sense and, you know but that's also like does it mean i mean if you're not willing to go through that i mean also it's messy too but big snakes are messy so mm -hmm. i mean the the guy the homie west um wildfire retics he just did a video and you know all his big snakes are on cocoa husk and every yeah. time he pulls out a snake half that cocoa husk comes right on out and he just sweeps it up trashes it and put new and and if you're that committed god but that's what those snakes i feel like should have i guess and 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 you yeah. know god God bless people who go that extra. You know what I mean? Right. So, but also, if you don't want to go that extra, maybe you shouldn't have it. I don't know. It's just I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I'm not informed enough to to make a, a call on that myself. I just I just know what my initial reaction is. Maybe I got to learn more about it. You know, I got there are quite a few people that keep retics that I talk to. <laughs> maybe I should dig into that a little bit more and and see what I'm missing. I can't keep them here in New York. They're illegal in New York yeah. with snakes because I would love to get a dwarf retake or a super dwarf. I would love that, but I just got a house snake because people kept telling me they're like a, a pocket size retake personality wise. So I was like, all right, let's give that a shot. It's wicked cool. I think it's the house snakes that have like a Burmese type face. Remind, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I they do. Yeah, they do kind of a Burmese type yeah. face. Right? Yeah, those things are really neat, man. I, they, I, I thought those were cool as hell. Um, yeah. You ever feel you? Do you ever feel you'll leave New York at all? Or do you feel like you're pretty rooted there? I don't know. I mean, I I grew up in Texas. Oh wow! I can and, see that. <laughs> yeah, you did ask me if I was from Texas, and I was like, "Who's asking that?" But yeah, no. I and then I lived in Virginia for a little while. I I spent three months in Italy. I've been all over the place, man. Wow. I like my family's here. See, the, the tough thing about being divorced is I can't take the kids away from their mom. I would never do that. You know, I would never move somewhere where she's not going to follow. So we'd have to be on the same page with that. Um, but I'm also like 20 minutes from the PA border. So I could just move 20 minutes south and then I can keep all sorts of stuff. 
I love yeah. PA, man. I, I mean, New York, yeah. don't what a what a beautiful place, but PA is the best, man. It's East Coast. Yeah. If I'm on the East Coast, I'd be on. I'd live in PA. I have my family yeah. live in PA, and I just love how green it is, and it's just like a lot of houses over there have a big backyards or like. Mm -hmm. Spacious and the animal laws are pretty like pretty lax in PA from what I know. They really are for now, yeah, yeah, they definitely are for now. Yeah, so yeah, dude, there was a guy selling a Nile crocodile at the freaking. I mean, not that I think anybody should be getting a Nile crocodile, yeah, but fuck that. I don't, I don't. But at the expo I went to on Saturday, there were two of them. I was like, oh my gosh, how big were they? They were babies. Oh babies. shit, not for long. That's I know, I know. Fuck man, cat disposal right there um awesome episode i gotta appreciate uh everyone who watched it please get the likes up for john it is hot seat questions time are you cool with that john yeah yeah all right hot seat questions coming in hot like i said guys likes are respectable but they could be better let's get the likes up right now hot seat questions tipping scales coming in hot john you ready yes coming in hot what's one reptile you wish you could breed if you could like what's what's one of the projects you would dip into um red-eyed crocodile skinks or or blue tail monitors those are really freaking cool favorite reptile content creator on youtube you know i watch a lot of the smaller guys more than i watch any of the bigger guys like shout them out um all right uh intrepid exotics tim respect uh, jack from python addiction he's got a giveaway going right now he's trying to hit a thousand there you go Python addiction. Check them out. Nice. Would you ever cut a ball python egg, or would you never cut a ball python egg? If I would cut one after some had pipped. Right. Yay imports or boo imports? Yay ethical imports. What does that mean? S sustainable <laughs> imports. S so sustainable. Legally, the, the, the right way. But you yeah, would, that, you would, you would, you not would 1992 Tom Crutchfield imports. <laughs> Um, one reptile you would import to your collection, no matter the space or size. This is to say, like the most dreamiest thing you'd have in your collection. What would that be? One that I would. Yeah, you would. Mm -hmm. Um, there's that one lady with a Komodo dragon. You ever see that? A late. Oh, she's in France or some shit, or she's like she's in Europe, so. right? Yeah, she's like the Guana Queen or something like that. She like I don't know anything about her. Bro, my heart, my heart. When she's like just smothering her face against that, 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 she like just like is so friendly with it, and I'm like, it's like a dog, <laughs> like a deadly dog. <laughs> amazing. I mean, I mean, I, I, it's so super impressive, but yeah, yeah. Uh, what about one reptile that should not be kept ever? And like, well, I mean, not ever, but what, I mean, what, what can you think of a reptile that just shouldn't be kept in the hobby? Like, like, leave it alone. Like, let that just be where it's at. Right, right. Um. I don't know. I mean, I guess unless you're a zoo, I guess I'd go with the Nile crocodile since we were just talking about that. I mean, yeah, you ain't wrong there. Or maybe a hippo. Oh, wait, that's not a reptile. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yay sports or boo sports? Um, I mean, boo sports. I used to be into sports, but it's been a long time. Big flexor or no flexor? If you can flex, then flex. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> uh, Steak or fish? Steak. Favorite kind? I like eat a steak while I fish. How about that? That sounds great. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite cut of steak? Oh. You could order whatever you want. What would it be? I'd probably prime rib. Nice. Can't go wrong there. 
Oh my yeah. lord, I'm hungry. Um, yay alcohol, or boo alcohol. Yay alcohol for a good time, boo alcohol for self medicating. Because I've I've been there a long time ago. I was there. What's your choice beverage, alcohol beverage? You know, we're we're having a good time tonight. We're at a bar. What do you want to drink? I'm I'm a beer drinker, or okay. have historically been. Yeah. Okay. Van Halen or Sammy Hagar? Van Halen. Thank you. Let's go. Favorite genre of music? I'm a rock guy. Nice. I like a lot, but mostly rock. Number one rock band of all time? Rush. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that's my favorite, man. That's crazy. Yep. Three-piece powerhouse. Respect. Uh, little word association. First thing to come to mind, substrate. Cocoa fiber. Milk. Cereal. Stuck shed. Peeling noise. Um, what's the <laughs> ASMR nowadays? <laughs> Morph market. Selection. First time reptile keeper. Um, education. First time reptile breeder. More education. <laughs> <laughs> Study more. Um, Instagram trolls. I can't take that back. YouTube trolls. My bad. YouTube trolls. YouTube trolls? Yeah. Still better than Facebook trolls. If you had to pick one day out of the week to never post a YouTube video, what day of the week would that be? Um, Monday. Wow. Cool. Epic. Yeah. Listen, we just had just shy of 90 people tapped in tonight, all showing you Thanks. love. What do you have nice. to say to all your supporters out there, everyone who loves your content? Everyone just wants to see you win, John. Thank you, guys. I, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm blown away by everybody who reached out to me when they saw I was doing this show because I was so nervous, and you guys all calmed me down a lot, and I got really excited for it. So thank you. I want to keep it positive, but did anybody out there tell you not to do my show? A lot of people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the most of the thing was like people were like, be careful when you go on there. and But most of the people were like, this is going to be a good thing. Yeah. So <laughs> majority vote. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you voted for yourself, man. And uh, I appreciate you so much, John. Uh, for anyone out there who wants to tap in, it's Tipping Scales on Instagram and on YouTube, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Um, thank you so much, guys. Give it up for my boy, John Tipping Scales. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a wrap. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, man, you'll be back on sometime. I appreciate you, John. Have a good night. Thank you. You too, man. Thanks. Right. Episode 360. Wait, what are we at? 369 yeah 369 in the books 69 <laughs> thank you guys great episode it's cool to get someone on who's not in the breeding side of things even though i'm a breeder but it was just kind of get the you know get the dynamic evened out you know what i mean um because breeder homies let's be real we sell to pet keepers pet keepers are a huge part of what we do bigger than what we do so we need to always hear them out see what we got to do to make everyone happy i guess which is not a you know that ain't gonna happen but i'm just saying we're all family we're all reptile lovers at the end of the day so let's all just be happy you know get the likes up for me please if you haven't already i enjoyed tonight's episode i will say good start of tonight's uh sorry good start of the week as far as reptile uh content goes for trap talk because we do have quite a bit of a banger 
lined up for us. I know I got a lot of great feedback about Bob Clark. I thoroughly enjoyed the Bob Clark reptile episode. I really did. Um, but, you know, imagine being the person who works full time for Bob Clark, the one who's hands on taking these animals out cleaning weekly. It's going down. We're sitting down with one of Bob Clark's full time employees, Xavier. And we're going to talk more about Bob Clark reptiles, but on the employee side of things. I think this is going to be great. So set your reminder. It's going down for Fat Snake Tuesday tomorrow, 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I love all you guys. Appreciate it. Don't forget, if you're looking for exclusive content, because guess what? Tomorrow, yes, the live available. But as soon as I'm done, it's getting taken down, edited, and then put it out just like that. So unreleased content, unedited content. If you want to support what I do, if you want to tap in with the trappers, the community, Go join the Trap Talk Reptile Podcast Patreon family. Come join the Patreon members. A lot of heavy hitters are part of the Patreon families and up-and-coming hitters, all the above. Okay, but next-level content, next-level growth. Come tap in with some of the realists in the reptile industry. Trap Talk Patreon family. I love you guys. Appreciate it. Don't forget, tonight's episode is brought to you by Miguel Garcia, always evolving pythons. Follow him on Instagram. Follow his Morph Market, his YouTube be ready. He's going to be coming out with some bangers. Appreciate you so much. Shout out to the entire AEP family. Also, shout out to Freedom Breeder, number one stainless steel racks in the game. They even got stuff for you pet keepers, man. Go check out Kayla, Jube Jube. She's rocking Freedom Breeder racks that have next level space, next level real, real estate for your ball pythons over at Freedom Breeder. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate your love and support. And then also, Reptile Super Show, do not sleep on the number one show in the country happening next weekend. Be ready. By the way, next week is my birthday. Gee, it's going down. Not that it matters. I have a kid, so fucking I ain't. It's not like I'm going to go rage and go bottle pop somewhere. That's not going to happen. Uh, scan the QR code. Okay. Um, if you want to follow all the social media platforms, scan the QR code. You guys be ready because it's going down tomorrow night. It's going to be a great episode. So enjoy the rest of your night. Appreciate all the love and support. See you guys at the top, and I'm out.